Hello there, ghosts and ghoulies. I'm here to talk to you about one of our lovely sponsors on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, Revenge Lover. Stand out from the crowd. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. Mention you heard it on the 4i Radio Network to receive 10% off your order. <laughs> now enjoy the rest of the program. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. I am Steve-O, and, and along with my celebrity guest... Uh, Jimmy Carter. Fuck. Jimmy, <laughs> how are you holding up, man? Eh, you know. What do you mean, eh, you know? Your, your president just died before you, and you're, like, older than fucking dirt. I don't think Jimmy Carter was that old. Jeez. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty old. I like peanut farming and touching my penis in front of people. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's what I do. I used to be a president, you know that, before I was a penis farmer. That's right, I used to be peanuts, president, then penis. You have to all stick with the peas. They call me a triple P threat now. <laughs> uh, anyways. Anyways, before we go into a life is shit episode. Um, but yeah, this is episode number 118. Uh, of course, if you're trying to find where to listen to us or you want to introduce us to other, um, you know, people who are interested in podcasts and horror stuff and you they you think they could tolerate this bullshit, um, then go ahead and find us on 4iradio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom, Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, Player FM, Google Play Music, Google Podcast App, Spotify, and Podchaser. And also, don't forget, with the holiday seasons coming around and buying things for people, if you want to go to Amazon.com, you don't go to Amazon.com. You go to the 4 click on that Amazon banner and shop like you normally do. We'll get a little taste of you do. And of course, with uh, Amazon this holiday season, it's always free shipping. So go ahead and take advantage of that. Now, I get it if you don't want to go there because it's too complicated or it's too much of a hassle. Believe me, I understand. I know that Amazon app is so much easier. That's why we need to find other sponsors. We need to find other people who want to throw money at us so we can keep doing this show and keeping the lights on. But until that actually happens, I guess you have to be actually good or actually have word of mouth or something. I don't know. Maybe you're supposed to be Jessica Chobot. I'm not sure how things work because other people are a lot better at doing this in five years than I have been successful. So, of course... I have to digress now because now I have to tell you where else you can find us if you haven't been able to find us. But we're on Twitter and Instagram at BHorrorCast if you want to go check us out. Nothing really gets posted there. Great. So, whatever. Who cares? And also, who cares about the Facebook page because we haven't gotten a like. We still haven't reached 100. You know, there's so many other podcasts on the network that have already hit 100. And none of my shows on my own have done it. Sasquatch has done it because it's easy because Eric does what he does. But I suck at doing everything else. If you want to give me love anywhere, please do. If not, go fuck yourself, because I really don't give a shit anymore. This entire network is going to go down in a goddamn ball of flame, and I'm excited for it. I can't wait. I can't wait till Molotov cocktails are thrown through this goddamn 
fucking studio window and just set this fucking place ablaze. All right, so now that Steve is hopefully done bashing on himself, we can start the show. No, I wasn't bashing on myself. I was kind of hoping that I would rile people up and people, you know, you know what happens when you threaten people, people then band together, such as, let's put it this way, when a show gets canceled, everyone could give two shits when I was on the air, but when that show gets canceled, then a bunch of people cry out in anger and like, hey, you better put this back on, Netflix better pick it up, someone better produce something. <coughs> But I figure I give them enough love, and they don't reciprocate. So I figure they might need tough love. So you fucking, fucking assholes, get your shit together. Well. It doesn't matter. You're the one who gets all the people to listen to the show anyway, mm-hmm. so I could care less. Everyone just goes, uh, we don't listen to Steve. We don't really care about Steve's knowledge and anything that he does. So, anywho. You're the one who brings most of the stuff to the table. Like, you're yeah. the one with all the recording equipment. You're the one who usually does all the news stories. Um, you're the oh, one that's Not hotter. anymore. Not anymore. I'm done. You're hotter. All uh, right. Anyway, <laughs> so you can also find us on Facebook. No, no, it'd be a horror cast, whatever. Um, so I guess we should catch up on this week. We did not watch a movie. I'm not even sure if we're going to be watching any movies. I haven't found any movies or even cared about movies of horror genre. I'm trying to think of actual Christmas horror movies that we haven't seen. Um, if you want to drop us a line on any horror movies that you might know or movies to check out, go ahead and feel free to send us an email at... Uh, not another be horrorcast at gmail.com. But I know you won't. Yeah, fucks. Wow. Well, I know. It's a very angry episode. I don't even know why. It's probably because I'm hungry. Probably. Um, I know we've already done and Krampus. I can't get centered. We've already done Krampus. We've already done um, Rare Exports. And we've already done Jack Frost. We've done both Jack Frost. Yes, we did the Gramp, as you said, and we also did the uh, Rare Export. There's also Gremlins is a uh, Christmas movie as well. Um, we did that a couple of years ago as well. I'm trying to think if there's any. <coughs> I know there's Black Christmas. Oh, I think yeah. there's a remake and the original. Oh, yeah, and then we watched some weird fucking... Uh, I can't even remember what it was. It was some bizarre movie, and it was Christmas... I think it was another like ripoff. It was like another Krampus movie, but it was like a really, really bad. Oh Krampus yeah, movie. we did watch that. I think it's. It might. I forget what it is. This might be like the Curse of Krampus. It was actually no. You know what? The movie was kind of interesting because it was like a. It was like a. Oh shit! What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, an anthology. It was yeah. three different stories in one thing. I think it used to be on Netflix. Now it was pretty interesting. Um, some of the stuff and there's like new. Uh, creatures that I learned about because they had like three different storylines going. You know what? It wasn't a bad movie, but after seeing like Krampus, yeah, uh, that one, it, it seems like I'm glad we watched that one before we watched Krampus because I think if I watch that and Krampus and that one afterwards, um, I think I probably would have been like, Ugh. but uh, no, uh, the, his Krampus, though the Krampus in that movie was more of like a beast like kind of thing and didn't really have like an actual like um, intelligence i was gonna say that or pattern it seemed like uh, more yeah, uh less of like a self-awareness i guess yeah because it seems like the krampus in the krampus movie uh you know he he had his own minions he had like all these you know he's basically just evil santa claus if people haven't seen that uh Krampus movie, definitely check it out. Um, but before we dive into all of our show notes, because actually there is some Krampus news in there as well. Um, but before we jump into our news story, we don't have any eerie news of the week. And uh, this actually is going to be mostly heavy on um, 
uh, my uh, my celebrity co-host because uh, they're going to be talking about uh, uh, more of the Robert the Doll. Um, get a little more insight on that one. But before we dive into all that good stuff, uh, this is just a straight news creature feature episode. But uh, we'll catch up on the uh, week. So, uh, how how was your week? Um, other than the president dying, um, it was pretty good. Nothing really too exciting. We've been well. I take that back. We've been doing uh, Secret Santa at work. Uh, day one of Secret Santa, I received um, a. It's like the little like hollow candy cane that normally they have like some type of like candy or something in it. Only mine was filled with vodka, so that yes. was amazing. Actually, we're uh, having some of that uh, vodka. This is the fruit punch, tropical punch, or tropical punch. Yeah, we tropical had the punch. whipped yesterday, which was also really good. And we actually put it with uh, Lacroix, the coconut water, and it was really really good. Um, then no, sorry, I was just excited because I have I'm trying something new with the sound this week, and we'll see how the recording turns out and everything like that. But uh, since I don't have sound coming out of the actual computer, every time I get little updates on the computer, since you don't it's get mute now, I don't get those because everything is actually being run from the new soundboard of the iPad because I figured out how to put sound drops in all that good stuff on it. So uh, shows might be getting a little classy. Also, I updated a little bit of the cords. Um, I still got to buy stuff hopefully this week, and I got to buy new XLR cords. But uh, we have new other cords, so things. Sorry, I got off on a tangent there. We're no, back fine. to your week. So the the Secret Santa. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and then day two was uh, a Lord of the Rings pop vinyl, which was probably one of the nerdiest moments I've ever had at work. I opened it up and immediately flipped out and started showing it to everyone, going, "You have no idea what this is, but it's amazing." Um, and then today. Like, seriously, I don't have no idea who my secret Santa is, but they're spending way too much money on me because, it, like, their gifts are, like, freaking awesome. Like, this next, the next gift that I got was, um, it's whiskey stones, but they're actually in the shape, it's metal, and they're in the shape of bullets. It's yeah, really which cool. actually gave me an idea for a friend of mine. Um, I actually went on Amazon and found a bunch of different ones, so I'm going to see which one to snag for them as well but uh yeah actually i want to i want to actually talk a little bit about the the secret santa um so our work does it we do it actually for the entire week so you get a gift for the week but the limit they put for the week it uh doesn't justify i feel like that's a budget for if we were just doing it one One gift one like if we did it towards the end of the week because this is what matthew he was telling me what they you i think you were yeah i think we went out to dinner with him and he was talking about it and you get the gift they find they have their gift like their name is read off they pick up their gift, but then they have to kind of guess who it was. And I kind of like that aspect of it. I think that's kind of cool. Um, but what how we do it, I also think it's kind of cool, because then you get kind of gifts throughout the entire week, and then you get, like, your final gift, and you find out who uh, who your person yeah. is. Um, I do want to give a shout-out to My Secret Santa. They've been really uh, cool. It, I've, it sucks for me. Um, I've enjoyed everything that I've gotten. Uh, it, I'm getting candy, and I'm like, I so want to just destroy all my candy, but I'm trying to be good with, with the diet. But I almost, I almost was taken back a little bit on uh, my second day gift. I do have to talk about this. So I opened it up, and it was a box of Dove soap. And I was like, oh, my God, is this person telling me, like, I smell? <laughs> like, I really was like, oh, shit. Like, it was like kind of like, a, like, fuck you. And then I opened it up, and they had a note in there. And they actually apologized. Um, they got me this other gift. Uh, this uh, It's a Rick and Morty keychain. It's a uh, toxic Morty, but it's a little keychain. I have the actual pop vinyl. So I'm thinking the person at work who has me either knows me 
um, pretty well because the candy I got has all been on par. Uh, they actually did joke candy today, which I thought was funny. And I don't mean like joke, like as in like fake candy. They got me a hundred grand, but they like a six pack, but they also got me like a lottery ticket. So either way, I, I walked away with a hundred grand, uh, which I thought was, was, was still kind of funny. So I, I enjoyed that, uh, humor aspect. I don't know if they even listen to the show. If they do, uh, that's awesome. I, I found it very amusing. I was like, that was a good joke. I like that. That was funny. Yeah, that's cute. Well, that's what I was like. I was all like, okay, you got, you got me at my sense of humor now. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, I like this. So yeah, but it's a blast. So that wraps up at the end of the week. So of course, if you guys are listening to this and you work with us, you know, it's the Friday, um, I'm super stoked for Friday though, not only because of that, but of course, uh, a little bit of gaming news, uh, super smash bros ultimate comes out already pre-order it already pre downloaded. I'm just, it just taunts you. It sits there <laughs> preloaded on your system going, you can't access this until it hits a certain date. Fuck you. But I'm kind of hoping maybe with the time change and everything like that, like I might be able to jump on tomorrow and uh, mess around with it because new story mode, more battles and stuff like that. And I got to brush up my game because I popped in uh, for the the Wii U and uh, kind of shamed of myself right now. I lost. Got my ass handed wow. to me by uh, the computers. And I was like, this has never happened. So I got to I get my game going because apparently I need to be I need to be a Jedi because apparently Matthew was like, I don't want to play with you because you're going to kick my ass. But he's like, can you train me? And I was like, I could totally train somebody. I can feel like Rocky. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Me and Matthew are reenacting Creed. Oh, good Lord. Because <laughs> I am I am older than him by two days. And uh, well, there you go. And I, I, I kind of, you know, Rocky, you still look at him going like his face is a fucking mess. Uh, Sylvester Stallone. But God damn, is his body still like. So um, so, so my face oh, is no, intact, but my body has finally but, slimmed down, but it's not healthy. So I can still be Rocky Balboa. And then Matthew can be like the new Creed. You know, he's going to step in and be oh. a little like, yeah, that's what I'm, okay, yeah, that's gotcha. what I was getting at. I was trying to make a. No, I, I, I'm, I'm on the same page with you. Now. Anyway. Sorry. But uh, yeah, a little bit of that. I figured some nonsense because uh, we probably need a little bit of filler. But um, I'm trying to think what else. Well, yeah, um, you're going to bring up the, the, the budget limit for, well, they technically they say the limit is $10. You can spend more if you want, but that's basically like the, I think instead of saying the max is $10, they should really say the minimum is $10 to spend on your secret Santa for the five gifts for the week. Cause like it used to be, don't spend more than $10. And now they're like, well, if you want to spend more than that, you can, but you need to spend at least like, I would put like, I would say $10 per day. Like the max is $10 per day. Yeah. Cause that makes a little bit more sense. Um, but I mean, if you like, I think if you have a budget of like 20, you know, yeah. then you're kind of like, all right. And you could kind of get a bunch of little niche things for 20. I mean, I found a couple of cool things for my, uh, my, 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 my secret Santa receiver, I guess. I don't, I don't know who the receivee, uh, recipient recipient. So, um, but yeah, I, I found some, so, I mean, I was able to find, like, I got, I was able to buy two of the things, uh, you know, and give them today, uh, cause they were only like, you know, two to $3. So it's like stuff like that is, is, is cool. Um, but yeah, it, I feel like the budget sometimes it's all like, really, I only spend this much. And then you, you buy the first thing and you're like, well, there's half the budget. Cause that was like $5, you know, yeah. and you feel kind of bad and stuff. So I try to go above and beyond. I always try to do some small gifts throughout the week. And then I try to do like a big gift at the, at the end. 
um kind of thing so it's just it's just fun plus then uh hopefully this weekend we can hopefully do most of our uh shopping online but we got uh our bra uh blue ribbon army if you're out here in arizona and actually if you're not in arizona because there's a lot of people who i don't know if they lived out here or they just became members just because they like cons and stuff like that and just the uh matt hines and jen uh i always say that matt hines and jen hines i should just say matt and jen hines like <laughs> it, uh, no offense to you guys because i love you guys matt and jen fucking love you but sarah and matthew Stubbs just rolls off the fucking tongue yeah. i don't know why Matt and Jen Hines. And maybe I should say Jen and Matt Hines. Jen and yeah. Matt Hines? Is that... No, that just sounds... Matt and, just say Matt and Jen. Matt and Jen. Anyways, Matt and Jen, or the Hines. Uh, either way, um, they uh, we have a Blue Ribbon Army thing that's actually uh, by Eric. Eric does it. And apparently Eric had to school some people already. Really? Yeah, I wanna, I'll touch a little bit on this. Uh, we'll probably talk about it on SAS if we uh, do an episode this week. Uh, we've been kind of consistent with that. Actually, I really enjoyed last week's episode. I know it was a Skype episode, so it was a little iffy, but the week before that was really fun. It's just fun when uh, Matthew and I get back together. Of course, hopefully more Fro shows will be uh, coming up because we talked about that. And he was really kind of digging the idea of just like coming on a Saturday, like yeah. afternoon or morning or even a Sunday, just like bounce in. And he's like, yeah, we'll just talk music for like an hour, hour and change, like maybe an hour and 45 minutes or when I will play some tracks, you know, we'll like find tracks for the week. Um, talk about some bands, you know, like, oh, who's really on your radar this week or something like that. And then we'll play like, you know, you play a track or two or whatnot, and then you can discuss it and then be like, oh, and then you can go down the rabbit hole like we usually do where we just sit there and be like, oh, this reminds me of this. Oh, this is really, you know, because Matthew introduced me to a band never even heard of, and they were, um, uh, the album he's talking about came out in like 2013. And I was like, how is this not on my radar? He played me like one track and I was like, oh shit. And he's all like, so you dig it? I'm like, I just added the entire album. Like, I was like, <laughs> done. So stuff like that is kind of fun. But um, yeah, I will say this one really nice thing about Spotify is you can listen to the entire album without actually having to spend money on the entire album going, well, this sucks. And I just wasted 20 bucks on a CD. Yeah, no. And I also hated when you had the samples. Like when yeah. it gave you a sample, because it gave you not that much. And I get it. You can't play like so like there's a rule with um, if you don't have the rights to the music to play so like, like the radio less station. Than 15 seconds it, or yeah, it has to be less than that. And then which is funny because I'm pretty sure Matthew and I should be getting sued right now. Maybe it's a good thing that I'm not. Our network isn't big because we probably have a lot of music lawsuits right now. Well, I feel like it again goes back to the whole thing of like, is it copyright infringement or is it um uh, the whole free promotion yeah because it's like i found a band and on the other hand it could just be like fan like almost sort of like fan art you know what i mean yeah or and it's, it's just like i enjoy this and i want to share it with you yeah yeah because i found no i totally i totally agree with you i found a band uh i was introduced on my weekly never heard of them before and i was like holy crap added them, found out their album just came out this year. And I was like, what? And it's only like six songs. Mm -hmm. I would say six songs and there's a seventh song on it, but this is actually really cool with them. They took their last song and they actually did it as a eight bit sound. Oh, like entire track of eight bit. And I was like, that's really freaking cool. But one of their songs was on my weekly and I was like, holy crap. So I introduced it to Matthew. Matthew's like, wow and i'm like yeah they just 2018 so they're like brand new i even found them on facebook and started following them because i'm like i'm really interested to see where they're gonna go yeah um and stuff like that sorry you said brand new and i immediately thought of the band oh no that band is fantastic too (laughs) but uh check that out hopefully the fro show will be uh making its uh 
2.0 comeback. Uh, and I might be actually a guest host on that. That might be that might be pretty interesting. Um, but uh, enough of all that crazy stuff that's coming on to, which is, I think is really funny. I'm sorry. I'm going to tangent it. just a little bit. Um, I always talk about my other podcast. I don't think anyone who listens to this podcast listens to any of those other podcasts, which is, I think I'm pretty funny. sure there's little to no crossover between all of your podcasts. No, I, I guarantee <laughs> there's none. Like I, I think, I think the only person I know of that listens to two podcasts is probably uh, Sarah and Matthew Stubb. They probably listen to socially, socially awkward, awkward and they definitely listen to the B Horcast Cause of course they're like, you know, co they're like co-executive hosts <laughs> on this. Yeah, that's right. I gave them a new title. Um, but yeah, they're guest hosts. Yeah, I sometimes get uh, Matthew will jump in and listen to uh, Life is Shit. But other than that, I don't think there's too much of the cross promotion. But well, I mean, I listen to life or I listen to Life is Shit and Socially Awkward. But those are the only two of your shows that I listen to. I probably should start listening to Longbox Cast or at least like go back and listen to your old. Yeah, episodes we got Sarah and I got I know the holidays and all the stuff that went through her life. That's why yeah. they haven't been on. So as soon as they come back, they'll fill you in on everything. But we hopefully will get uh, Sarah and Matthew back on SASS, um, B Horrorcast, and then hopefully she'll be my new co-host for uh, uh, Longbox Cast, and we'll try to get all that stuff on the way. But without further ado, let's finally du- jump into the thing that everybody wanted <laughs> to pretty much listen to this podcast for is our horror stuff. So, uh, like I said, no eerie news of the week, but we do have a few um, stories, so we'll dive into that. And without further ado, we have some horror news. It's time for horror news. So in case... Uh, that did not pull up the link I... Yeah, I pulled up the Facebook link and okay. I just yeah, I have. Yeah, I just clicked on the Facebook link to get the thing. I tried doing that. Like, I have to go to Safari when I do it for my phone. It's like you have to go to Safari, copy the link, bring it over, blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff. But oh, perfect. Well, it looks like you're doing news. Okay. Um, I do. I will say I really want that picture though, because like the picture that they have for this is. Uh, so the title is uh, "Watch the Deleted Scene That Connects Trick or Treat and Krampus." So, obviously, I am a huge fan of this idea since I love Krampus for whatever odd reason. I still don't know what my fascination with Krampus is. I, I don't I don't understand my own fixation. Um, but, uh, obviously, I love Sam from Trick or Treat, and I absolutely want a copy of this artwork because it's Sam offering his lollipop to Krampus. Um and the article goes as follows. Sam and Krampus are probably best friends. Michael Doherty, who wrote it, slash directed Halloween horror flick Trick or Treat and co-wrote slash directed Christmas horror flick Krampus, has hinted in the past that the two films probably take place in some kind of shared universe. And it's possible that we'll see evidence that in the upcoming sequel Trick or Treat 2. Then again, though you might have missed it, we already have. I was watching Krampus last night with the commentary track on and at one point Doherty mentioned made mention of the trick-or-treat connection. He notes that there are indeed trick-or-treat Easter eggs throughout Krampus, but not all the ones he filmed up filmed ended up in the finished cut. Doherty explained in the commentary, there are some loose, leads, loose threads to trick-or-treat that hint at it potentially taking place in the same universe, but unfortunately some of the more direct nods to trick-or-treat ended up on the cutting room floor. Looking through the deleted scenes on the Krampus Blu-ray, it didn't take me long to stumble across one of those excised homages. 
and one of the scenes, Max tries to comfort his cousins after all hell starts to break loose by offering them candy from his leftover Halloween stash. And if you look closely, you'll notice that all of the candy in his little box is candy from Trick or Treat. Making Trick or Treat, Doherty and his team came up with a handful of faux candy bars to feature in the film. No real companies wanted their products on display in a Halloween horror movie. And two of those candy bars are in Max's Halloween stash, Holly Ho and Lotka's. More importantly, there's something extra special in the box, one of Sam's pumpkin lollipops. We've uploaded and lightened some of the deleted or lightened the deleted scene in a screen grab for you so you can see the tribute more clearly than appears in the scene. Check it out and they have pictures of it um and showing uh, pictures of the the candies in the box. Yeah, so, so if you're looking if you're looking for those uh, stories, I've posted all the stories uh, that we'll talk about today. Um, on the Facebook page, so definitely check those out. Yeah, because the the picture's actually pretty cool, but yeah, that actually, that that warms my heart, because that was one of the reasons why I wanted to watch Krampus in the first place, is because I went, wait, this is the same guy who directed Trick or Treat, I'm in. Yeah, so, and I'm looking forward to it, because they're supposed to be dropping a trailer this week, or probably this weekend, of uh, the Godzilla King of the Monsters, which he has directed. That's right, yeah. Um, I already saw toys come out for that and already going, fuck my bank account, but I cannot <laughs> wait for this movie. They had a re um, ima- which they'll probably show in the trailer when it comes out. But I have a reimagined version looking of like what they did with Mothra, which I think is kind of fucking, like, I was like, shit. Like, I was, because I was like, how are you going to do this? And I was like, that's fucking tight. Uh, King Ghidorah looks uh, fucking fantastic. And then uh, Rodan looks, uh, which you do get a pretty good shot of Rodan in the last trailer they sent. But I am so, I'm kind of hoping they show us a little bit of battles um, in this scene. Uh, But even if they don't, I'm still just like, fuck. Um, So I'm kind of hoping it gets dropped this weekend because I'm just going to get so fucking centered and probably just weep (laughs) while I watch that. Plus, I got to watch all my... DC superhero shit this weekend too because the crossover episodes I think started tonight or last night. Anyways, Anyways. yeah. But if you are looking to decorate your um, tree with horror items, they are now horror ornament collection you can get. It looks like they're like these kind of stuffed little like figures and everything that and I think you just hang them on your tree but I was looking at all of them and it looks like they got a couple of good ones. They actually have uh, the chicken McNuggets the min... What were they called? The Kid McNuggets, maybe, from McDonald's. This is way back. A lot of people don't remember this stuff. So, back in the day, Ronald McDonald, if he's even around anymore, I don't even think I see him in commercials. Um, That's too creepy. But Ronald McDonald, uh, he had a cast of character friends. Uh, He had Grimace, uh, trying to remember the bird's name, the Hamburglar, the Fry Kids, and they had the McNugget Kids and stuff like that, but they always did these Halloween commercials. I kind of miss those. That's what was fun with... uh, some Halloween stuff with that, uh, but they had the chicken McNuggets and they were dressed as, and you can actually, that was the toy one year you would get the nuggets and they would come with these costumes, Halloween costumes. So one was a ghost, one was a Dracula and one was a uh, Frank, uh, Frankenstein's monster. So you're going to have to tell me about it because my screen is not lo- loading now. Oh, well that's, I'm telling <laughs> yeah, you about yeah, it yeah, right now. That's like, what yeah, I was getting at. Basically they have the, the McNugget kids like that. One's dressed as a ghost, one's dressed. Yeah. As, okay. I just, yeah. No, I, I got Okay. This. But I'm, they have, they're doing some horror ones this year. So they got like Freddy Krueger, a bunch of different varieties. They got, I think, a killer clown. I think Leatherface. Um, it looks like uh, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers. Um, they also did, I think, the T Rex from Jurassic Park. Oh, awesome! And they also did the uh, demon dog from uh, Ghostbusters. Oh, what? So yeah, it looks like these guys make a bunch of different um, 
kind of stuff. They got plushies. They got candles, it looks like. They also got uh, pillows you can get and stuff like that. So, again, I posted this on the uh, Facebook page. And it looks like I'm trying to remember where. Uh, trying to see where you can buy this stuff from. Oh, it also has NES version of Jason and uh, Freddy from the Tender Game. But I head over to Horror Decor to check out the full holiday lineup with everything. So I thought that was pretty cool. That is awesome. Okay, why can't I find out? Yay, internet issues. No, it's not internet issues. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why I have to close out the app to go back to my documents to look at the link. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, because I can't access shit on the computer because my computer's not registering the fucking internet because the internet in my fucking place sucks. Okay, so um, also, if you're looking for more holiday gifts, uh, you can also get this epic throw blanket. It has a retro Halloween VHS art printed onto it, which is kind of interesting to me. So if you do follow the Instagram page, I try to do a throwback Thursday where actually we're finding classic or different horror movies VHS covers. And I would post them on the Instagram that would get posted to the Facebook page and so on and so forth. And I think it's interesting that we started doing this back in uh, October, I think. It's like, oh, I should do a throwback Thursday with that because I was talking about my nostalgia with the VHSs and video yeah. stores and all that kind of stuff, the horror section. Um and I remember the first one I posted was Halloween because Halloween was coming out. And then, of course, that's the thing. And I'm just like, wow, this is exactly it's exactly the picture that I would have posted pretty much. Yeah, I, I do the front, the side and the back of what the movie was. And I'm just all like, that's uh, that's fucking funny. It's literally just like the cover sheet that they'd have in like the VHS hard copy or like the VHS cover. Um, but, you know, what's kind of funny. I think one of the first horror ones that are horror, uh, I guess, covers that I saw. And I don't know, it was either Jaws or it was Deep Blue Sea, but I just remember, I'm pretty sure it was Jaws, and it's just this girl swimming, and there's this giant-ass yeah, shark, shark just coming up from the from bottom. Yep, that's her. the classic yeah. Jaws. Uh... Yeah, and, like, that was the very first, like, uh, horror, like, VHS cover that I can remember. And, like, you'd always, like, see the horror section in uh, Blockbuster, but, like, my family being my family, like, we would never go over there because we weren't allowed to watch horror, which was probably a good thing for the most part since I used to have, like, be afraid that Jaws was going to come out of the floor and eat me. So it's probably good that I didn't watch horror whenever I was little. Well, actually, maybe you should have watched that movie and then be like, oh, a shark has to be in water. They can't come out of the carpet. If you saw Tremors, then you would have been fucked. Well, that's exactly what happened. I saw Jaws when I was like six, thought that Jaws was going to come out of the floor and eat me. And then I realized that he was in the water. And then when I was about eight or nine, then we watched Tremors. And I was like, well, I'm fucked. And it's in the desert. So I'm doubly fucked. Well, you think that was bad. How about moving into your new house and the first movie your parents want to watch when you're living in a desert that you've never been before? And they're like, oh, we should watch Tremors. <laughs> like, if yeah. I was in New York, I'd been like, oh, we, we got this. This is, oh, no problem. This is whatever. Fuck that worm, you know? But in Arizona now that I don't even have an accent, it's just like, what do we do? You're like, oh, God. No, I wasn't like, no, I wasn't Chase. Ugh. No, I was more, I'd be like, like, soinks. Like, what are we going to do? Oh, my God. It's like coming out of the ground, man. And I'm kind of surprised that they didn't look. Well, probably because hashtag stoners. Um, But I'm kind of surprised that they because like they always had like the the Muppets babies or all that kind of like like children. Yeah. yeah. Did they do that with Scooby-Doo? Yeah. Oh, they did. It was called a pup named Scooby-Doo. Oh, well, never mind. Yeah. 
Apparently would, that it, did exist, and yeah. I just don't. Yeah, um, no, now everyone's going to have to suffer for the theme song at the end of the show. Oh, I'm fine um, with that. Um, well, because I don't, I just have to listen to it once. All you people have to listen to it. Well, once, well, once. unless you listen, to <laughs> unless this you listen to this again, episode, which I don't know why you would, but. That's besides the point. Um, what were um, we going to talk? Oh, anyways, that was the other thing that I was going to uh, touch upon really cause... quick. Sorry, I just remembered. So that reminds me of another thing that scarred me for life was the musical, uh, musical version of War of the Worlds done by the Moody Blues, I think. Um, which, if you haven't heard it, apparently everyone that hears it lo- absolutely loves it. But for some reason, it freaks me out every time I hear it. And it's I at this point, it doesn't actually scare me. I think it's just more of just like a psychological reaction to it. Um, but you are, I just I guess I just heard it whenever I was way too young. Um, and then uh, finally, I was able to convince myself that it wasn't that big of a deal because most of it happened in London and right about the time that I convinced myself of that, then we moved to England. So I think that's why my psyche is just permanently fucked when it comes to that version of the War of the Worlds broadcast. Well, I think your psyche is going to get back on track because there's a game called Killing Floor, and they made a sequel called Killing Floor 2, and it looks like every season or during the certain holidays, they introduced new characters or whatnot, but they added a, uh, they added a Santa. Mm. Um, last year, Tripwire activated host Krampus Christmas with their December update of for zombie, zombie, zombie slaying game Killing Floor 2. And this holiday season, they're back with this season's beatings, a December 2018 event which features, so features the voice work from... Gary Busey. Fuck yes. I love Gary Busey. He's such a train wreck. It's amazing to watch. Oh, what was that movie that we watched that he was in? Oh, I'm blanking. Quigley. Quigley. Yeah. Oh, that was such a terribly good movie. Yeah, it was fantastic. But yeah, yeah so I, like I, I saw that and I've never played The Killing Floor. I think I have it. Like, I think I got it for one of my free games, like the first one. Mm-hmm. So... I thought that was pretty interesting. But to wrap up our horror movie news this week, this is actually very interesting. Um, so there was an unseen prop, alternate endings to, uh, for a certain movie. So these movies have crossed over now. They've crossed over a few times, and they're trying to probably hopefully get that crossover back on track. Uh-huh. Um, but Alien had a tie to Predator. In that first movie. Now, when Alien first came out, they had no idea if this movie was even going to do well. Uh, and then it turned into this huge franchise. Franchise, And it's like, holy crap. So just I'm just thinking about like how they were like, oh, yeah, we're already put we're already going to put these two things together. Yeah. Like they already had that idea when they came up with Alien. They're like, OK, there's a Predator movie. And they're like, and I know they're both by 20th Century Fox. And you even said the new one. The new one did very well. Um, and you you enjoyed it, and I'm yeah. like, okay, cool, because I, I didn't even get a chance to see it. But it's like already all the way back then, that was like, what, 1987 when Alien came out? Let's find out. Oh, dang it, never mind, hang on. I uh, forgot that... Well, I, I remember was it was 87, to... I don't think it was 89. Oh, no, actually, no, it wasn't 84. I don't know. Wait, hang on, before, before you look it up, establish a date in your mind. Nope. Please? No. I want you to do your movie uh, thing. Wait, okay, hold on. 1984, Ghostbusters came out. Yeah. 
Sigourney Weaver was in Ghostbusters. 1980, 1988's Ghostbusters 2 came out. Ooh. Was Alien before Ghostbusters? Damn it. I don't know. <laughs> 19. I don't know. I want to say 87, but I don't think that's right. I'm going to say 88. But like 89 sounds right, but then it's like, it's weird because it's like you look at the, I can look at Ghostbusters and I can look at Ghostbusters 2 and they're only like two years apart, I think. So I think it was 1984, 1986. Mm. And then you have uh, Alien and you're like, but it's filmed on a different, like, um, I would say film grade. Yeah. So it it looks older because you can look at that movie and even be like, oh, I thought this was in the seventies, but it's it's an eighties movie. Like and, it has this weird like kind of filter to it, so it almost makes it seems like it's older. But actually, I'm trying to think. Did it come out in nineteen? No, wait, hold on. When did Aliens come out? Because Alien Three, I believe, came out in nineteen ninety three. So I think Aliens came out in nineteen eighty nine. So then that would mean that Aliens came out in... Well, Aliens is a sequel, and that came out in 1989, I believe. Okay. Because the third movie, I believe, came out in 1993. So now I'm going back. So Alien, I'm going to have to say... I want to say 1987. Because the James Cameron Aliens, the sequel, has is still was filmed in the 80s. Yeah. But it's a lot newer looking than the the original Aliens. I think I'm gonna go with 1987. I don't think it's right. Then. Let's see. Sorry, I would look it up, but my uh, iPad decided to choose now to try to update some of my stuff. So, and I was trying to go through and like keep everything from updating, and so then it wasn't screwing up the Wi-Fi. Fuck. But huh? I was way off. Oh. That's why it looks the way it looks. 1979. I was off by ten fucking years. Oh. All right, so I'm gonna have to retire. So I'm gonna <laughs> after re- one mistake. No, I'm retiring that. No, I have to retire that. I have to retire. I'm no longer the Smash Bros. King. Like, I don't even do stand up anymore. And I and I obliterated it. And I and I got really mad. And I'm thinking about quitting the podcast now too. Yeah, it's just hang everything up. Just go on a high note. Be like Rocky. Rocky. Rocky's. Rocky's hanging up his his shorts. <laughs> You do realize you could have said boxing gloves, right? No, I... Uh, yeah, probably. But I do um, like shorts better. But, yeah, it's it's all downhill for me. But we have one more story before everyone can see Steve retire. Um, I've oh, that was it. Oh, I forgot. That was the last story. Never mind. Oh. So you're retiring? Yeah, I'm retiring now. So without further That's ado, it. it's time for our celebrity guest to have a um, creature feature, I guess. <laughs> it is time for creature feature. <laughs> um, so if you haven't guessed by the title of the episode, uh, yeah, um, you were reading a book that you got to probably a while ago. Um, and you were mentioning how you're like, oh, there's these new facts on Robert the Doll. Now, we talked about Robert the Doll early, early episodes. I mm-hmm. couldn't even tell you. It might just be called Robert the Doll, the episode. 
Um, we talked about it, and I remember we talked about it. Then um, something I forget what we were talking. We, we we talked about it prior to doing the podcast, and then when you were revisiting it, I say for the podcast, we were talking about it, we realized a lot of the facts and things changed, and a lot of stuff was missing and stuff like that. So you got a book that was published probably before people could quote unquote edit the mm-hmm. internet and stuff like that. And you were like, oh, this is where this came from. Because you started telling that. I'm like, I've never heard that before. That was that was like new information for me. And then you said something, go, okay, this is what I remembered from the story of like how it carried on. So um, without a f- me stop talking about everything and you're fine, all that kind of stuff, uh, take it away. So. So I just wanted to touch again on Robert the Doll because previously I had believed that nobody really knew where Robert the Doll came from. And according to Wikipedia, there's really not information on Robert the Doll to begin with. So I actually, I don't know even how I found this book, but I actually, it's a really, really interesting book and it's called Robert the Doll, Key West's Haunted Doll. Um, And I literally just finished the book tonight um, just because I was like, it was so, so interesting. And I was like, well, I want to be able to finish this before I uh, go on the podcast and talk about it. So, but one thing that I wanted to touch on that the, the writer of the book actually says that, uh, or he basically says at the end of the book, there's a little thing that says a note of caution. Um, it is my hope that you will consider the wilder aspects of Robert the doll with a healthy dose of skepticism. You certainly should not blindly believe in the abilities of a doll to move on its own and cast curses. I was skeptical the first time I met Robert, but he wasted no time in making a believer. After years of interaction with Robert, I've reached a certain I had reached a certain comfort level and thought I was safe. Nothing could have been further from the truth. In the process of completing this book, I lost four hard drives. The Apple techs were able to recover everything except the book manuscript each time. Backups of the manuscript also disappeared. Multiple mediums asked me or advised me to purchase a fireproof safe for my valuables while working on this project. I've been told Robert will give me cancer if he doesn't approve. Over the years, I have been yanked from my bed, suspended in midair, and gone through different aspects of possession. I can't say that Robert is wow. responsible, but each incident happened while I was working on the book. If the version you are reading feels rushed at points, it is due to the fact that strange things are happening once again as the writing of this book nears completion. There's a thin line between possessions and possession. I urge you not to cross that line. Wow. So first of all, just the the author of the book in general, like, and he goes into some pretty specific details, which I actually like appreciate because you can tell he actually did research on that this. And that's what kind of bothered me. Like I like with podcasts and things that I've read about Robert the Doll previously, it's a lot of well, there's rumor that, and it could be that, and we think that, and this is more of like, okay, here are the facts, here are the theories, you can draw your own conclusion. Um, one of the things that I have actually learned was that Robert the Doll was actually manufactured by the, I can't remember the name of the company right now, and I can see if I can try to find it. Oh, I know, Good Guy Dolls. <laughs> No, but I actually... Wow, that was weird. Um, I went right to the page that I was looking for. So it Uh-oh. was... He was Better created... lock up your belongings. <sighs> I actually would not be mocking. 
I'm actually was being seriously like you should be careful. Yeah, I, no. With any with my luck, I'll be the one that's set on fucking fire. Well, uh, so the, yeah, that was unusual. I will say. So in 1880, German entrepreneur and seamstress Margaret Steiff, who was confined to a wheelchair, became making felt elephant pin cushions. Um, basically, the short version is Tell she, you was what, she to probably a never forgot. <laughs> Good lord. It's all right. She just had to pack up her trunk and leave. Uh, <laughs> it's so she, dumb. Why am I laughing? And then she walks out the door and goes, Tusk for the memories. Uh, yeah, that was the weakest one to end yeah. on. That's why the joke works, because then you end on such a bad one. And everyone's like, you you mean thanks? And you're like, no. no. Tusks. Tusks. Um, it's all right. She was just getting in a car with an ivory dealer. But <laughs> Um, but yes, her last name was Stife, so she actually, she started Sorry. making felt elephant Lisa, dolls. Lisa, anybody who has the most ivory is probably less likely, like, less likely to hurt Stampy. <laughs> uh, sorry, I had a Simpson moment You're there. Fine. You're fine. I miss Stampy. He's cute. Um. No, he's fine. He's in the elephant reserve. That's true. Um, so the woman's last name was Stife. She actually made, she started out making felt elephants and that led to, they started making dolls, and they're actually, as far as I can tell, at least in this story, they're one of the first manufacturers of teddy bears. Um, and the way that you could tell that it was legitimate is they would put a metal um, button inside the right ear of each doll that they made. Originally, it was it had the symbol of an elephant on it, and then they just changed it to the last name of Stife. Uh. Um, Robert the doll is missing his right ear. But they actually have, they found the a very similar doll to what they believe Robert the Doll was created as. And it's called a, uh, it's a, it's a rare Stife doll and it's pictured in a, they have a picture of one of them and actually his, the people or the, the version of the doll that Robert is was rare in and of itself, um, even without the supernatural effects that people have reported. Um, but he was originally was wearing a green and pink Harlequin costume, like a clown costume, which is interesting because Robert the doll had actually used to have different costumes um, up until he was donated to the museum. by. He was like an American doll. girl doll, basically. Well, most dolls were at that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, like they had interchangeable clothes. And actually, the sailor suit that Robert the doll wears was originally worn by Eugene Otto himself. Oh. So it was actually, and there's pictures of Eugene wearing the costume, or wearing that sailor suit. And then now Robert Well, hello, pictures. sailor. <laughs> exactly. <Yoo-hoo>. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of theming on this dick. Oh, yes. Don't you mean deck? No. <laughs> oh, now we have a character, the gay sailor. But aren't they all? Yeah. I know so, Donald wait. is. So is he uh, dating Terry the Gay Angel? No. Oh. They can't date. Remember? He's dead. He's no. An angel. Um, and now I just realized that you say that. Okay, so now uh, whatever the seaman guy's name was, he's dead because it sounds exactly like... Terry. Terry the Gay Not Angel. exactly. He hasn't popped in yet, but he might pop in this holiday season on our annual oh, Chris Hanaquan yes. episode of Sass. I totally forgot. I need to drop him on uh, Matthew. You do. That's your drop him. 
Anyways. Anyways, we digress. But yeah, there actually was a uh, an article that was written about Robert the Doll a while ago before, I think around this, whenever he first was donated, and it actually mentions the pink and green Harlequin costume. That's so they're pretty sure that they actually do know where Robert was manufactured, at least, or, create, or the doll was created. But where it gets interesting is previously I had said that there was a possibility that there was some voodoo involved, that it was a angry servant who gave Robert that doll. Yes. So what actually happened is uh, the doll was made in Germany. So, um, and uh, they, the Otto family actually was from Germany and they spent some time in Germany. So there's, there's a very strong possibility that either the parents bought Robert while they were in Germany and brought him home or that he was actually gifted to Eugene by somebody else. Um, There was also an interesting thing that I came across in this book where it mentioned that there's a possibility. I mean, it's circumstantial evidence at best, but it does. The circumstantial evidence suggests that Eugene's father was having an affair with one of their servants Mm. And um, I believe it, that it is known that she was pregnant and had a miscarriage between 1900 and 1910. And Eugene got the doll and I think 19, either 1904 or 1905, mm. if I'm getting my dates right. I believe it's 1904. Um, so one of the things that is speculated as to how <laughs> Robert w- became what he is now is that there was a voodoo ritual that was done on it to either put the spirit of the dead child into the doll. Or if the other possibility was that the, the mother was so distraught and just so like wrought with grief over her daughter that she started like kind of like latching onto it. And so then the, the spirit of the child ended up entering into the doll because the, the mother was so emotionally attached. Um, like I said, I mean, like, okay, so let me do this disclosure now. I personally believe that there's something weird that's, or at least unusual with Robert the doll. If you don't believe it, then that's entirely fine, and that's entirely your opinion, and I'd like to hear your opinion. Um, but I am not going to belittle anyone who doesn't believe that Robert is real, and I'm not going to belittle anyone who does. I will say my personal opinion, and I will just give you the facts that I read about in this book, and I will give you both sides of the stories. So there's a lot of people that have visited Robert the doll and said that they had supernatural experiences or I guess just really, really bad things happened to them after they visited it. You could say it's circumstantial. You could say that it's Robert the doll. Um, a couple of the things that I read could even be, uh, them own self-sabotage after visiting Robert, the doll getting in their own headspace, And then they start focusing on the negative stuff thinking, Oh shit. I, you know, there's Mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff. And like I said, like, I don't disbelieve any of that stuff. You know, I'm all like people, some people get to see ghosts. Some people don't. Some Mm -hmm. people, um, experience supernatural experience. Some people go throughout their entire life, not experience this stuff. So it's a give and take kind of like, I can't believe it till I see it. Or let's look at this rationally and look at any, like not throwing out the idea, but going, let's look at all the scientific and all the things that it could have been. And if we rule all that out, then yeah, there's a possibility that there's something else that we can't detect because like, you know, this thing moved. We all saw it move, but we try to figure out a logical explanation for it before we go 
it's ghosts. And then you have the people who might have been like, no, I saw it. It was a little thing of like spirit that knocked it over and stuff like that. So, um, you know, you, and then there's the people who say it was just a draft of air. Uh, yeah, it could, yeah. you know, and they might even say that meaning like they're fooling themselves of going like, no, there's probably something here, but I'm just going to, you know, I refuse to acknowledge I, that type of if thing. I don't acknowledge it, it doesn't exist kind yeah. of thing. Um, and yeah, I, I was interesting thinking about it because we want to go see Robert the doll or go at least to the museum and stuff like that. But we were it was interesting for us because it was um, I was thinking about it like I didn't hear about this until so many years ago and it's been around for a while. Yeah. And you start doing research and finding things out and we talked about it. And then it's interesting that I'm thinking about it going like, is this thing going to keep going? Like if you think about it, like if Robert the doll, I don't know how long he's been at the museum um, and when he got there and there's even been some hurricanes that rolled through and he was safe on rafters and all this kind of stuff. Like he left his little case and stuff not to get ruined and stuff. So there is like those kind of stories, but I was curious about him all like, so he's been there for a while. It wasn't until the internet that people then could research this and look at everything and go, Oh my God. And now you have this generation where they're completely on the internet. So I'm wondering if that's going to draw like, you know, more people to him more people checking it out more people reading up on it and all that kind of stuff it's it's just interesting where it's all like you can see where the internet because like before i would have probably heard about robert the doll if it wasn't on the newspaper or anything that it would have to be like one of those specials like cnn or what's it called like uh, one of those like uh you know unsolved mysteries or whatnot yeah. be like talking about the story and then giving you the doll and where it's located and being like oh i'm fascinated by this you know kind of thing so it's just very interesting. So like, so already right there. So we already have like three stories of what Robert the doll could be. It's his origins. Yeah, yeah his origins. It it's it's you know it's like a woman losing a child. Um, you know, which is interesting with that one because it's the woman's soul loses loses a child, but then it becomes like the voodoo comes back into it. Yeah, which originally it was a, a servant girl working on the property. Either got I remember the one of the stories I think was got fired, did not like the way things happened, gave this person a doll but put a curse on it. You know, mm -hmm. to the kid and stuff like that. So there's all these, and it always goes back to that whole thing about like even with like all of the like the legends that you have around stuff there's always some type of like kernel of truth in it oh yeah yeah and so then you can never completely roll one thing out so the thing that i thought was really interesting as well was like the fact that like they there actually was like a servant girl who was married eugene's father um there was not anything specific but there was like vague references to the fact that this relationship like the relationship completely straight and all this kind of stuff so there's always that chance and it's like there's always the chance that it's like a demonic thing that was because of like there was also it was also suggested that due to uh eugene's fascination with the doll that something got attached to it because of like the amount of attention that he put onto it um, there's also like, I mean, there's a suggestion that since Robert or excuse me, since Eugene and the little girl who was miscarried were around the same time or around the same age. Well, mm -hmm. I don't, you don't technically know if it's a boy or a girl, but like a lot of the mediums have said that they've seen like a little girl with like brown curly hair mm. that they've seen like either in the house or like sort of like vaguely attached to the doll and that she's very young and that she's angry. 
Mm. And so, like, since they're around the same age, it's quite possible that it's like he found a playmate and didn't realize that it was, like, somebody who wasn't alive. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, and then there's also the, the, like I said, the concept of, like, well, maybe the mother was, like, just so distraught that she, like, something, either the daughter, either the child or something else just latched itself onto the doll and found a way to, basically found a food source. Um but yeah, so one of the stories that I found, I or one of the stories that someone wrote in, I thought was really interesting and I wanted to read really quick. So it said, I was a recent visitor to the museum on a ghost tour. Our guide led us to the room where Robert the doll is located. He told us about the quote unquote rules to follow if he wanted to take a photo of Robert. I told Robert my name, asked permission to take the photo and thanked Robert. I thought I had followed the rules. Later that night, my bottom lip had swollen to twice its size. I also developed a rash on both arms and hands. This lasted a couple days before I decided to check and see if, quote-unquote, Robert did it. I got my iPad and looked up Robert the doll on the internet. I did not find anything that suggested I had not followed the rules. As I closed the tab, I noticed another tab with no title on it. I opened this tab, and this is what it said, and the only thing on the page. You did not say where you were from. I don't know if I miss hearing this rule or if Robert just wanted to know. So. Oh, that's, yeah, that's eerie. But yeah, so if you go ahead and... uh Go check out Robert the Doll if you're in uh, Florida, the Key West area, or you're visiting or whatnot. You want to check out something spooky. Definitely check it out, but make sure you follow the rules. Because I know if I ever go to visit it, I'm going to make sure I follow the rules because I'm all like, I have enough bad luck as it is. I don't need more. <laughs> um, unless it's two negatives, make it positive. But then I'd be the kind of guy that that happens, and then I break Robert the Doll, like, and then he's like, fuck. And then, he <laughs> then he retires, too, and yeah. we're just sitting on benches together like, this is... But yeah, if you want a more detailed explanation as well, uh, I'm getting all my information from a book called Robert the Doll, Key West's Haunted Doll. The writer of the book is David L. Sloan. Excuse me, David L. Sloan. So definitely check it out. I think I paid maybe like a dollar ninety nine or something on. Yeah, no, I mean that's it gave me gave us more information and yeah, and uh, it's the, the most stuff accurate I've information never, that I've seen. Yeah, so stuff far. I haven't heard before because now if you look up anything about Robert the Doll, it tweaks it more to uh, uh, oh the story from lore. Yeah. And I remember seeing Lore and I enjoyed that story, but we sat there going, "That was it." Lore was the one, and I can't wait for another season of that. But Lore was the one where you start watching it and if you knew anything about robert the doll you're like wait a minute some of this what about this this and this because i remember reading and then we went back and looked for it and all that information was like gone it was that's kind of eerie to me yeah anything it's like that that's the, actually that's the that weird think, part now that i think about it it's a oh, robert the doll is almost like a conspiracy at this point I, yeah now that i think about it like all the information <laughs> that was the closest to what actually took place or most likely took place was gone off of the Wikipedia page. Yeah, right? Like, most of the information was just, like, false information. And I'm like, I've never seen this before. I've never heard of this before. This is wasn't on the page before. And so I just, I ended up believing what originally was on the, the Wikipedia yeah, yeah. page and what information I had previously found. And then that turned out to be the most accurate. So, but yeah, so that's going to wrap up this episode of Not to Another Be Horrorcast. Uh, don't forget to uh, follow all the other shows and where to find us and all that stuff. And uh, I think that's uh, that's all I got. Do you have anything else? Oh, I did want to say I think Bone said that she was going to go to Florida and take a picture of, or at least visit Robert the doll for us. So hopefully she doesn't bring anything bad back. But, um, 
But yeah, if you get a chance to go to Florida and check out Robert the Doll, like Steve said earlier, definitely go. And if you have any interesting experiences, let us know. I have heard that if you bring him candy, he appreciates it. Yes, yeah, so bring uh, Mars bars or something. <laughs> or peppermint know. candy. That's oh, the one likes, I saw. He likes peppermints? The, uh, yeah, I saw the woman brought peppermint candy and that the lights flickered. Ooh. So, um, yeah, that was another one of the stories. So oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so make sure you have your peppermint candy. Especially, actually, you can stock up now with... Uh, oh, he, he must fucking love Christmas then. Most likely, yeah. So, anyways, but uh, I think that's going to wrap up this episode. And uh, I got nothing else to add to you. Nope. Well, I am Steve-O. And I'm Jimmy Carter. And until uh, next time. Carpe Noctum. This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com. I'm Jimmy Carter. I'm a peanut farmer. More of a penis farmer now. Well, it sounds like Ronald Reagan. I don't know where I'm going with this.